0: we offer a brave space to have candid and vulnerable conversations on the struggles and joys of motherhood, including all aspects of our physical, mental, and emotional health.
1: While you're listening in, please remember that the information on the show is not meant to diagnose or treat any medical conditions. Please speak with your medical provider for all things related to your health care.
0: We're so excited to have you. Let's dive into today's show. Hey, it's Anita here. Before we jump into today's episode, I wanted to let you know, If you're pregnant and want step-by-step guidance on how to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, how to prepare mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing, how to have your partner feel confident to support you during birth, and how to navigate a smoother postpartum recovery, my Bump to Birth Method online program is available for you to join. It's three programs in one, covering pregnancy, birth prep, and postpartum recovery, plus you get lifetime access to the program content and bonuses. Bump to Birth Method is my on-demand, self-paced online program where you can learn from the comfort of your own home through video and audio lessons on how to best connect to your pelvic floor and core in pregnancy beyond traditional Kegels, strategies to help common pregnancy pains and pelvic floor symptoms... My top strategies to prepare your mind, body, and pelvic floor for labor, how to best support you and your pelvic floor during pushing, key strategies for your partner to support you during labor, and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum. Bonuses include expert interviews, core and pelvic floor yoga class, three strength training workouts, hospital and home birth bag lists, meditation tracks for pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery. Whether you're preparing for your first or fifth birth, if you're ready to have less pain and pelvic floor symptoms in pregnancy, feel fully prepared mentally and physically for labor and pushing, including how to minimize tearing and how to navigate your first six weeks postpartum recovery, then head to the show notes or go to bump to to see what other expecting moms have said about bump to birth and
1: to enroll today. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of To Birth and Beyond. It's Jessie Mundell
0: and Anita Lambert. And today we wanted to specifically talk about exercising in pregnancy if you're experiencing pelvic organ prolapse. Um, And so we thought it'd be a good place to start is actually what is pelvic organ prolapse? Because some of you who are listening may be like, I've actually never heard of this before. So actually, Jess, I was curious, how do you explain to your clients what pelvic organ prolapse is?
1: Yeah, this is a good question. Especially when we are talking to clients, people in pregnancy who uh, we have to be... Cognizant of the language that we are using. So, we give them the information that they need, but not create unnecessary fear and worry for people about it. So, for the other practitioners, coaches listening in, this conversation is so different if we are like nerding out about prolapse to each other versus if we're talking about humans who have a body that just need the information that they need. So, how I would explain this to a client is that one or more of the pelvic organs, and generally speaking, if I'm working with a pregnant person, that is going to be the bladder, the uterus, the rectum. Those are the three pelvic organs that we are probably most interested in and focused on. And within those organs, there is some descent of that organ downwards in the pelvis. And What we want them to know is that this is really common and that some movement of the pelvic organs is to be expected and is really normal and in so many cases is not something that we need to be super worried about that we're going to be able to function just fine with pelvic organ prolapse. We can also explain that there are different grades or stages of prolapse. So, that descent of that pelvic organ could be super tiny, it could be a little bit bigger, and in some people, it is going to be more severe. Also, explaining that for some people, they're going to experience a lot of irritating symptoms, regardless of what that grade and stage is. And for some people, they won't know that it's occurring in their body. Again, regardless of what the stage is, I love that explanation
0: that is I think, and I think it's good to talk about the difference because there can be a difference when, as professionals, we're talking versus with clients. Um and I love that you also mentioned, you know, stage or grade. and that's just referring to how um how much dissent there is happening. Um, internally versus the symptoms and some symptoms might be you may feel heaviness within the pelvis or pelvic floor Um, some experience leaking and prolapse they're not necessarily though related but they may be experienced together Um, some experience like an irritation or um, kind of a, a pinching sensation sometimes within the vaginal canal and again even with those symptoms those don't necessarily mean that you are experiencing pelvic organ prolapse. So we do want to mention that too. There isn't certain symptoms only with prolapse, Um, but I think it's good to talk about that they can be very much separate, that someone could have one stage of prolapse, but their symptoms may may feel more severe if they have, a uh, let's say, a grade one, so kind of less descent versus someone who has more descent and they might actually have less symptoms. So we do know that symptoms in this stage don't necessarily correlate either. Um, but I did want to talk about this because I know both of us have many clients who um, who have been pregnant, who experienced pelvic organ prolapse and feel like they don't have any guidance and sometimes there's a lot of fear around it or others instill fear in them to do exercise and so I thought this would be a good topic for us to to dive more into. Um, Do you find, do you have a lot of clients going into your programs who do say ahead of time that they're experiencing uh, pelvic organ prolapse?
1: Yeah, we definitely do. And it tends to be people who have had subsequent pregnancies that are pregnant again, coming into exercise and feeling like you said, uncertain or confused or scared, especially about how they're physical body is going to change through this pregnancy then leading into a birth they can be really nervous about how a birth might impact their prolapse and then how they are going to feel postpartum so yeah a lot of stuff that can come up in this time
0: and so something that can be helpful to know is continuing to exercise, there actually are a lot of benefits in pregnancy. So we want to we want to be able to take away some of that fear for you. Um, because one of the main concerns I end up hearing is a lot of clients are like, I just don't want to make my prolapse worse. And the thing is, there is nothing that says something specifically is going to make it worse, or that in a subsequent pregnancy, the prolapse will get worse. Um, if anything, I find maintaining exercise and it might be modified. It might change. And that is regardless of whether you have uh, prolapse or not. Um, but if we can maintain exercise, actually it has a lot of benefits. So I find it actually can help with symptoms. So the heaviness I was talking about, um, whether there's any leaking, any pain also, because within pregnancy, there are ch- other changes in our body, right? The pelvic floor does have more demands on it um our center of gravity does tend to shift with it. We get more kind of stiffness and aches just from everything expanding, your uterus and baby are taking over essentially everything else has to accommodate. So thinking about if someone has been told don't exercise because it will make your prolapse worse, it might actually like bring up symptoms because in general they're not getting the exercise that could actually help their symptoms but also all those changes happening in their body as it is
1: yeah we will continue to show this from the rooftops forever and ever you do not need to avoid exercise because you're experiencing pelvic floor symptoms or concerns Mm -hmm. it is actually it's such a misconception But it is actually harmful to continue that messaging, I feel.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think there's just still so much misinformation out, out there. But I think also part of it comes from so many don't know, in terms of professionals, don't necessarily know what guidance to give. So instead of saying, I don't know, but possibly this type of professional or this professional may know, you just end up getting the information of just don't do anything or you know lift less than 10 pounds like kind of these generic guidelines which don't which aren't really realistic um so we hope by continuing to talk about this uh on the podcast and just in general that more professionals also hear about it so that they can then pass along information to their clients Um, One of the things I find to keep in mind, again, this would be general in pregnancy, but again, definitely with pelvic organ prolapse symptoms is balancing out strength and mobility work. Because a common um, feeling for those who are experiencing prolapse is you want to clench and hold, that you constantly want to be holding uh, your pelvic floor, holding everything up. Essentially, is what that feeling that my clients describe they feel. And so sometimes strength is always talked about, but not so much the mobility, which includes relaxation and deep breathing as well. Um, But both go hand in hand for so many benefits because we want to make sure not just about strength that we can activate, we want to be able to relax your pelvic floor, but also your entire body because that can help with symptoms in general, aches and pains, but also then thinking ahead to your birth going into your birth feeling really tense isn't necessarily going to help your labor progress or your birth experience. So having that balance has so many benefits. So finding those mobility exercises that do feel good in pregnancy can be really helpful alongside strength training.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think this is so, so important. And what you should see in a well-designed pregnancy strength training program is that both of these elements strength building and mobility are included throughout that program and if you're not doing that right now totally fine to just add it in on your own schedule when it fits or into the workouts directly yeah
0: um and i find another factor because sometimes I do find this idea of like exercising and increasing prolapse symptoms, why they often go together is because we don't talk about other factors in why prolapse symptoms might increase. And in pregnancy, it can be common to experience constipation as your digestion slows down, depending on what trimester you're in. Um, if you're taking iron supplements, sometimes again, that might increase constipation. So When we're constipated, so either you're not having a bowel movement as often or you're straining with your bowel movements, that can all increase pressure on the pelvic floor and pelvic organs. So if we can actually address that, that actually might be one of the main factors if your symptoms have increased versus doing exercise itself. Um, so that's something that we definitely have done episodes around constipation. I'm sure we will do more. Um, <laughs> but just keeping that in mind that it's not just movement that might affect your symptoms or lack of movement, um but actually factors like constipation. And then kind of bringing constipation with exercise. If we continue to move, that will actually help our digestion to help things move through our body, which could actually help the constipation, which could help our prolapse symptoms. So it's kind of another pro for still continuing with exercise that feels good to you within pregnancy.
1: This is why we love exercise, encouraging people to exercise. There are so many benefits directly for the pelvic floor, for your pelvic health.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And then the last benefit we want to talk about is exercising in pregnancy. It doesn't just benefit you in pregnancy for symptoms, you know, or staying ahead of symptoms. It's not just for benefiting you going into your birth, but it's actually to benefit you uh, for your postpartum recovery. I always talk about it gives you a head start on your recovery because by strengthening in pregnancy, as well as mobility, we actually carry that over. And for anyone who has given birth, you've firsthand felt how much carrying and lifting that you have to do postpartum. And it's all super awkward, right? Carrying a baby, the car seat, I mean, they still haven't made a car seat that's like actually (laughs) easy to lift, right? It's always awkward. Um, You add a stroller on top of that, you add a diaper bag. So again, that idea of if we could do Exercise in pregnancy, and specifically with this episode talking about prolapse, there there's that concern that often my clients will say to me is like, but what about after? Like, are things going to be worse after? And again, there's nothing to point towards that prolapse will necessarily be worse after birth. Um, But what we do know is if we can get that strength and get that mobility in pregnancy, that could actually help your postpartum recovery. Um, with or without prolapse in general, just with your recovery, having that exercise in pregnancy
1: has so many benefits. Yeah. So, so important. And the other thing I'm thinking through, just as you're talking about people who might be worried and nervous about their prolapse, you know, getting worse, increasing symptoms, ramping up postpartum. The other benefit of exercise is that it can help us feel more powerful, capable, and confident in our bodies. It can be a stress reducer. It can help manage anxiety. So from a mental health perspective, it can be so, so key if you're dealing with pelvic health concerns, because we also know that pelvic health concerns can be more psychologically overwhelming at times than they even are physically. And also that's what we how we think about the prolapse how we think about the symptoms can also lead to ramping up the symptoms in our bodies just like this spirally cycle that can be hard to get out of but exercise can be a way of interrupting that so so many physical benefits but then also so many mental health benefits that can come too
0: Mm -hmm. And I think what we'll do in the show notes, um, we will also link a previous podcast episode we did about prolapse and exercise in general, but this can also apply to pregnancy. And I'll also include uh, Nicole's uh, episode. She shared about her second birth. She was actually diagnosed with pelvic organ prolapse after her first. Um, Very active, um, very much into strength training. And so she was concerned going into her second one, but she actually found she felt better in her second pregnancy and her second postpartum recovery. She felt so much better and had such an empowering birth. So we'll include that in the show notes in case you're in that position. Maybe you are currently pregnant, you're thinking about becoming pregnant and you do want to hear a positive birth and postpartum story from someone else who has pelvic organ prolapse. I definitely would recommend listening to Nicole's
1: experience.